Hello there and welcome to episode 17 of Two Clubs, One Love, the Killish Review. Uh, this week we've uh, got a guest with us, uh, Kevin McGregor, who uh, I'll introduce in a moment. Uh, first of all, um, Shrewsbury fans, fantastic result there. Uh, could have been a banana skin after the start we had, uh, but luckily a five-star performance from Shrewsbury uh, prevailed in the end and some fantastic goals as well, so we'll talk about the Shrewsbury game as well and uh, match review uh, sort of fans reviews as well on the game also we'll be touching on Kilmarnock's disappointing result yesterday against uh, Partick Thistle as they lost uh, their third game of the season and also we'll be touching on the ladies team as they were back in action after two weeks off as they got a fantastic 3-1 win today as well and we'll be talking all things Kilmarnock ladies in the second part of the show but first of all, I'll introduce my guest, Kevin. So, Kevin, how are you? I'm not bad. Thanks very much for uh, having me today. I'm feeling a bit better after the, the women's result today, after yesterday, which uh, the weather seemed to go with the, the result. So, <laughs> yes. I speak, but um, I caught the second half of, of what I would say was my first ever Shrewsbury game on the telly today. Good. Um, it, was, it was one each when I started watching and... Obviously, it then turned into a bit of a route, so I'm taking full credit for that. Right, that's that's fair enough. You know what? You, you need to be watching more Shrewsbury games in future because we need to get out of the bottom. Um, so, you know, by all means, you carry on watching Shrewsbury. Uh, oh, the, the second, I don't know, but the, the first half, I think your tweet suggested it wasn't uh, a great first half, but the second nah. was was really good. And, and some former SPL players that... I recognised uh, a couple of them um, getting in about the, the goal mouth action. So, uh, yeah, I was impressed. Yeah, no, it was good. I mean, we'll, we'll definitely go on to that in a moment. But uh, like you said there about your, your afternoon being great, um, that's the beauty of supporting Kilmarnock, isn't it? We have two teams. So if there's disappointment on a Saturday, there's always Sunday to look forward to to turn it around. That's, uh, yeah, you can never be disappointed for too long being a Kilmarnock fan. So you just got to, you know, pull your socks up and get on with it. Yeah, no, it's um, double disappointment for myself, really. I mean, I'm used to, you know, Shrewsbury losing quite a lot and you get the rare odd season. So it's the same with Kilmarnock. So you're sort of, you're used to those knockbacks, aren't you, all the time? But can you imagine how boring it would be to support like a team that wins every week? Yeah. No, I just, <laughs> I, just I, I couldn't do it. I can like, oh, we'll Celtic, great. We've won again and again, or Rangers or whatever. Um, I, yeah, I no, definitely. I mean, people talk. Yeah, even when we were scoring the fifth goal today, like, you know, I know they're non-league and that, and the game's by, but as soon as that fifth goal goes in, I'm still jumping out my seat, like, you know, if that was a maybe a Premier League team, you sort of, you don't, you know, because you don't take the cup game seriously as well, whereas, you know, your lower league teams do, and yeah, it was, it was great. It was weird to be on the receiving end as a Shrewsbury fan. Many Shrewsbury fans listening to this will, will know in recent years, you know, we've played Liverpool in the third round, and uh, West Ham, um, uh, Southampton last year as well, and you know even in the League Cup, Chelsea, you know Man United in the FA Cup a few years back. So we've always got to the last stages and done well, even though we've been we've had a maybe a poor season in the league. We've still done well. Um, uh, you know, I remember when I was growing up, probably talking about well, when was it? Two thousand eight. Went to Blythe Spartans of all places. And uh, we lost 3-1. And that was around the time where we were losing to a lot of non-league teams. So it's quite nice to actually see Shrewsbury putting 
teams to bed. No, yeah. no. Respect. Are you, are you one but, idiot anyway? What's that? It's going to be a really, a really good one to cheer you up today after after yesterday. Oh, uh, yeah, no, no def- yeah, most definitely. I mean, um, it was, you know what, it wasn't just the, the win. I mean, I, 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 in all honesty, I expected it to be a close game just because of our league form and there's a banana skin. And when it went 1-0 down, I was like, right, here we go. <laughs> we, we're lucky to win. But, I mean, the, the way the way they, t- they turned that game around, it was a very polished performance and it wasn't just the, the, the goals and that they scored. It was just the the way they got stuck into him in the second half and, you know, they sort of matched him and they didn't let him get bullied off the ball, you know, because they were quite physical, that team, in fairness. And, uh, you know, we, we held our own, uh, which which was good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the the pleasing aspect of it is it gives us confidence going into the, the league form. You know what it's like as a commander fan, don't you? Sort of, you know, you get a win and sometimes... Um, you know, you, you, you sometimes you may not, you may play well, or sometimes you don't, but sort of you get on the roll, don't you? Well, I mean, it's going to change because obviously, Kilmarnock had had the, the really the, the good league victory, you know, the 4 0 at home coming off the back of the, the win against Ayr. And and yet, yesterday, a, a few of the fans I spoke to were, were quite kind of nervy about yesterday. There was almost a feeling that it wasn't going to go um, our way, certainly from some of the boys that, that sit around about me. Um, it was just one of those things. The weather was so bad. Uh, I bumped into Sam North that was up for the, the Footy Adventures vlog um, and he was asking me, you know, um, how confident I was. And I, I mean, I did think that probably Ollie Shaw would score again and we would get something. But round about kickoff time, you, you could tell that people were... were mm-hmm. and, and it just never really... I mean, essentially, as soon as we conceded that goal, there was just the heads went down across the board, and it was only really when Burke came on towards the end that that really we had maybe five or six minutes of constant pressure, um, and just didn't get the break right at the end. But if we if we'd come out of the traps like that, we would have been fine. Yeah, it's, 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 it's weird. weird. The Hamilton it, one, it was just really strange. Aye, it, it's it's weird that because I mean, like. If, like you say, you think the the run they're on, there's a sort of bit of confidence going for. I mean, I, I relate that with Shrewsbury. Um, you, you go and get a good win um, against MK Dons recently. We did, and they're up there in the league. And then you know you you go away the next game, and you you just against Oxford, and we just looked a shadow of ourselves from the previous game. And you think to yourself, like just when you think you're in a bit of momentum going, you know, to pull clear. Of, of other teams and that. I mean, whether you're down the bottom or at the top, um, it's just it's just one of those. I think eventually um, we are sort of getting into that stride a bit more now. Um, I mean, a player there, you said you, you noticed a couple of players like Luke Lee, he's a, 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 a one that you didn't mention to me earlier, but he's a, he used to play for Falkirk, so a lot of Scottish fans may recognise him. Now he's um, he's a he's a good quality player. Scored a fantastic goal, an absolute peach of a goal. But you know he's um, he, he was one of the most impressive players in this season consistently. And I think um, you know it's about getting that consistency. And unfortunately, as Shrewsbury fans will relate to, we've only got four or five players in that team who are consistent consistently week in week out putting in a great performance. And it's the rest of the team that seem to be letting the side down. So, but 
I can see it changing in the right direction now. Um, like so Ryan Bowman you mentioned. I mean, who, who else impressed you apart from the ones you recognised? Was there anyone else that you thought in that second half when you watched it that you were really impressed with? I just thought I was not getting too familiar with, with the team. That's the first time I've really watched them um, just as a unit. They seem to, especially after the second the second goal, just seem to, to fit together. Um, I mean, to be honest, like when, when Sam Cosgrove came on, that was a, a name I kind of recognised, but it was all pretty much done and dusted by that point. Anyway. What's, 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 what's your view on Sam Cosgrove? <laughs> um, to be fair, I'd completely forgotten about his existence until I saw him coming on, and then I went, oh yeah, there's Cosgrove. <laughs> so did. Um, but, um, I mean, I remember, was it Ryan Bowman, was it Motherwell he played for? Yeah. I mean, I always thought he was he was pretty decent looking. Um I don't know if he's any relation to Dave Bowman, who was a kind of hard-hitting player from my youth, um, Dundee United, I think, but probably not. Um, but no, I just, I just thought they looked, they looked like a team that had it together. I don't really know um, a lot of the names, but I just enjoyed watching it. I think that sometimes it's good when you don't get too fixated on, you know, Aye. knowing the players and knowing what what they're capable of and what they're not capable of. Just enjoying them scoring some. I mean, there was a couple of real quality goals in that game. Uh, so, what, you... what, what was your thought on um, Ogbetta, the the guy on the left wing that was uh, running up and down? He set a couple of goals up. Yeah, he was certainly doing, certainly doing a power of work. I like that kind of, you know, intense kind of forward play. Um, I think that um, that the Bardi Army, as they're called, I think I think they kind of, I, I presume they had quite a quite a positive first half but they were kind of stunned into submission and then I think this was kind of real attacking kind of relentless attacking play and what I liked about Shrewsbury is I think in, in Scotland sometimes even if you get teams that are have a comfortable margin even towards the last kind of five or ten minutes they still try and play it into the corner as if something's going to go wrong whereas mm-hmm. they were looking to I, th- I think Bowman was probably a bit peeved that he didn't get a chance for the hat trick but uh-huh. You know they kept they kept attacking and and I really like that. I hate I hate you know ten fifteen minutes, um before full time when a team fair enough if it's a nervy one goal lead, you know trying to to play into the corner, um but you know when you've got a, a cushion like that just just keep going for it, and and that's what Shrewsbury did and I really it was so it was so fast and just really enjoyable to watch and and such a pick me up after yesterday. I know it was. Uh, it was enjoyable to watch. I mean, I, I was getting so nervous in the first half, and in the end, my the, the wife went upstairs to do the ironing, and uh, Charlotte went upstairs um, as well, and I felt a bit more relaxed <laughs> so, because uh, it, when that when that equaliser went in, um, yeah. But I mean, first half we we, we were just sloppy. That I mean, I, I know you didn't watch the first half. Um, but as the Shrewsbury fans who are, who are listening to this or will be listening later, that you know we we were very poor first half. I mean, our goalkeeper didn't have a lot to do in the game. Uh, he's our second choice goalkeeper. Um, but Burgoyne, uh, he's a nice guy, like and um, you know, but just don't, I just don't think he's um, maybe strong enough to be our number two. Um, just I don't think he's at a, a level. He needs to be, and I mean, he, he proved that again. I don't know if it's because of lack of match, um, match games, but you know, the goal he 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 should have really stopped it. To be fair, he got down low, um, but maybe that is just down to the fact he's not played much. Um, the the, the beauty of Kilmarnock is, as you know, Sam Walker and 
Zach Hemming, probably the two best keepers. You know, you'd arguably say that we've got the two best keepers in the league, definitely. But in the Premier League, you could probably match that as well. Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to feel sorry for Sam, but it's just such a relief to have two really dependable keepers. I mean, I mean, Zach's made you know one or two. We the 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 the, the Fairman equaliser where he just seemed to switch off, no. but. For, I mean, weigh it against the, the number of really important saves that he's made. You know, you can forgive him one or two slight mistakes. He's been fantastic for us. And Sam, I think, Tommy Wright was speaking about him um, at the, the the Kelly Trust event when you got to speak to the manager just saying that it was just really down to getting the deals finalised. It meant Zach was kind of ready to go before Sam was fully in the door. And obviously Zach's been able to, you oh, know, yeah. Place, but certainly, uh, was it the Queen's Park game that, that Sam came in and he looked more than more than competent as well. So, um, you know, I don't I don't see um, any case for for Zach not being the, the keeper going forward. But it's peace of mind for the fans certainly that we've got him waiting to come in. Maybe frustrated for the man himself, but. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good different. to have that competition. And we've got to remember that Sam's quite experienced as well. So to see Zach ahead of him. But, you know, you mentioned Zach's made one or two mistakes. Um, you can accept that, to be fair, um, because of what he does when he's not. But also, we've got to remember, um, if I'm right in saying it's his first sort of big club, it's his, he's still young, he's going to make mistakes. Um, you know, Shrewsbury had a keeper, Dean Henderson, who, who's well known at United now, and was at Sheffield United, you know, he's... You know, he's played for England and that. Now, you know, he made the mistake at Shrewsbury. He was fantastic. Like, you know, well, one of our players of the season uh, when he was up with us about three year, three or four years ago now. Um, but even then, he still made the odd mistake. But, you know, he, he, the, the points he won um, sort of override that mistake. Um, but, you know, going on our keepers that we've got at the minute, um, unfortunately, our main goalkeeper, um, along with Pennington, it wasn't in the squad today. They've got a COVID positive test, so uh, fingers crossed them too. There, they they recover well um, soon, and they're all and they're both okay as well. Um, just goes to show as well. Just sort of going aside at the minute that you know that's still quite rife at the minute, um, and um, it, you know it's only going to get worse during the winter. I think um, until it calms down again. But you know, hopefully, them two are okay. But yeah. The, we haven't got a really strong um, second goalkeeper. I would say he's, he's a nice guy, you know. He does. He's a good shot stopper, like, but he's just has made one too many mistakes when he has played. And again, that was evident, you know, when he when he with that goal today. Luckily, we got away with it. But you know, from last season, Kevin, how how disappointing it was to concede. Stupid goals that were unnecessary when we had leads with you know with Doyle and and um, Rogers. Yeah, I mean, I think it was a real it was a real shock for us because even if you take into account recent players that we've had on loan, since I've been watching Kilmarnock, we've always had you know really really good goalkeepers, um, different in their own way. But from Bobby Geddes and Lethbridge, you know Marshall, Combe, Smith, Cammy Bell. You know, and then we had guys like um, Bachman and, and Woodman. You know, you always used to say, well, at least... And, and, and suppose Jamie McDonald on his day as well. Oh, he, he was fantastic against us every week, wasn't he? Um, and then you had, like, Colin Meldrum, who was, like, a really dependable deputy under a lot of um, 
number ones, and and that just disappeared. And I mean, no offense to to Colin Doyle, who is obviously still at the club and still registered as a player, um, but you know there was a real issue with the the goalkeeping last year, and I think that's one of the the reasons that led to the the relegation. I mean, Colin Doyle's a fantastically experienced player, international player, but just it just didn't work. It just didn't work last season, yeah. uh, and and now it's good to see um, two really good goalkeepers that are you know vying for that jersey. So, yeah, everyone's made the joke really about how he's the goalkeeping coach, and all of a sudden they're great. And I think, I think um, Doyle, in, in his fairness. Um, wasn't as bad as what people made out. I think he was the better of the two. Um, he did have the experience. He just, like you say, he was in a really, really bad team. And at the yeah. end of the day, the goalie can seize the goals, and they get, you know, they get flagged off quite easily when the goal's conceded and it's their mistake. But you know, defence was awful. Let's put it that way. You know, defence. You need to have a good, solid defence as well, um, as well as a good goalkeeper. So. I think he'll be a good coach, you know. I think he'll, with his experience, he'll, you know, he'll be good. And I think so as well. And I think that's been proved because, like you say, Zach is a really good goalkeeper, but he's young. So obviously, Sam and Colin are helping to to push him on as well. And you know, best of luck to to Colin. And you know, I don't imagine any Kelly fan would wish him anything other than success in the the job he's in. So it's just one of those things. You know, and and what turned out to be a relegation season that, um, you know, the goalkeepers are going to get a lot of stick because that's what's wrong. You're conceding goals. Yeah. No, 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 definitely. Um, Moving on um, with the Shrewsbury game as well. Just wanted to, uh, anyway, Shrewsbury fans that are listening out there, um, you know, what your thoughts are on Aaron Pierre. Let me know. Get in touch. Um, Because... He came back in the defence today and I thought he was quite sloppy, really. He's, um, the, the guy at the back, there's Aaron Pierre. Do you remember him second half from the players? There was, yeah, D-Banks, Landau. Um, uh, yeah, he's a bit of a unit. Yeah, uh, that's right. He, big, strong guy, yeah. He, yeah, he's, he's good. He's good, like, in the air and he's strong, but he was just a bit sloppy in the first half and he was getting... I just... Um, he's... You know, he's been on the bench since he had a bit of an injury and he's been on the bench, but he's not been his best and he's been a bit rash at times. Um, he'll find it hard to get back in because we play a three at the back, you see, so he'll find it hard once Pennington comes back in because Pennington, Ebanks, Landal and Nurse, you know, at the back are all right. Even though we're near the bottom, apart from Plymouth, who are top or in the top two, they put three past us early on in the season at home. We, I mean, we've I think yeah, we conceded ones and twos. You know, we're not conceding quite a lot of goals. We're just struggling with the clean sheets and that. But yeah, he he uh, wasn't really too impressed with him today. Um, other than that, apart from uh, Harry Burgoyne and Aaron Pierre, uh, Recky Pike, <laughs> um, you've probably seen on Twitter like a lot of Shrewsbury fans. If you if you have, um, not his biggest fan, and uh, you know what. I've always been not critical of him in the past because, you know, you want to give players a chance. He just, to me, and Shrewsbury fans will probably agree, he just didn't look interested half the time, um, going in half-hearted. And you just think to yourself, you've been given a chance to start, like in a cup game, you know, you've got to take the ball by the horns. And he just didn't do it for me. And a lot of fans were the same. Um, And I'm 
<laughs> the disappointing thing is, is is one of those players that you want to get rid of. And Cottrell, I think, will probably want to get rid of him, but can't because he's on a three-year contract. Yeah. So he's halfway through at the minute. So, well, I'm sure there was a kind of a youngish player that came on, maybe a teenager that came on. You could just tell that that inside he was just like, I'm making a, an FA Cup appearance here. This is amazing. I can't I remember. Him. Uh, and that's the one, yeah. I just yeah. thought that's that's what you want to see. Just, just somebody who's just itching to get their chance and an FA Cup game. I mean, I know it's no disrespect to. Stratford, but um, you know, I didn't know about anything about them before. I know that they're a, a non-league team, obviously, and they're in the, so the Southern Premier. Ah, uh, yeah, I think they're like eighty-four places below. Isn't that the thing? Is like you say though, these these games, uh, even though they're that that far below. I mean, you look at yesterday's cup results: Wigan, who have spent the earth, and they've got Jordan Jones in their side, and that they've spent tons of money. Drew of Conference team at home. Jordan who? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. We the the best thing Jordan Jones did for us was score that winner against Rangers, and then Steve Clark binned them off after that. So. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget that. He was actually saying, "Was it? Was it? It was quite ironic how he was chanting with the Rangers fans on New Year's Day, scored against them a few days later, and then that was it. it was like bye bye." Yeah, no, <laughs> but but no. Going back, going back to the cup results, like Wigan, you know. Drew with Solly or Moors are two leagues below and you expect that to be a walkover like for Wigan so it just goes to show that you know even though Shrewsbury have got the quality and on paper they should win it, you know it doesn't always go to the script I mean we only have to look at how uh, Ockenlet Talbot beat United uh, had to obviously get that one in but you know it, that, and look at Darvel you know Darvel you know went to Stranraer and, and obviously got a win as well so I mean, the thing with the Auckland-like Talbot and the United game is obviously you expect the, the bigger team to win and, and Auckland-like did that, so... Um... <laughs> to, be, to be fair, you're right, yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was, it. That, was, that was very quick for you, Kevin. But yeah. Yeah, I, it, I have my moments. <laughs> yeah, no, but it was... Um, yeah, no, just, I, I was just so chuffed today watching Shrewsbury perform, you know, like that. And it's not very often that... You know, you go away from a win and think, "Wow, that was good." And and in the back, yeah, every Shrewsbury fan, I know, yeah, it's only the cup, but it's just the way we've, we we were very professional. Um, you know, the players look great. Um, you know, they've tried different things in the second half. It could have been seven or eight. Um, you know, and you, what, what I was going to ask you a question there. So, see, see, with strikers and that, you always get a lot of strikers that. Um, will be like Fox in the box or score the goals. A bit like Bowman was today, really. Could have had a hat-trick on another day. Yeah. Scored a couple of goals. His two goals are what you call um, your typical Chris Boyd goals, you know, in the box, right place, right moment. Um, but Udo, like, you know, Daniel Udo um, up front with him. Now, he did not stop running all match. A lot of Shrewsbury fans are 50-50 on him. Do you agree it's important to have someone in that team that will run their socks off? A bit like a Rory McKenzie, like, you know, just work on. <laughs> Going to see uh, Rory McKenzie, um, which I've just got his name put on my back uh, for that top, um, to show my solidarity. I mean, even even yesterday, it was it was Rory that was, was scrapping about and, and still trying to, you know, in about party and, and do something. You know, and I and I, I know why people can get frustrated a lot of the time, 
but he's been a tremendous servant to the club and will continue to be so. I mean, 300 appearances and he's, what, 20, 28? Yeah, 28. He, he'll get to 500 if he's staying at Kilmarnock. Easy. I mean, he, he's been loyal to us. The manager's not going to pick him for no reason. If, if if there was anybody in the team that I don't understand why he gets picked week in, week out, um, I do wonder about Jason Naismith. Um, again, mm. like with, with players, just, he just doesn't look interested. But no. somebody like Corey will, will give you absolutely everything. I mean, obviously, Toby Wright knows far more than I do. And obviously, there's a, a reason why Naismith's still getting getting a game every week. And, and you see little flashes um, now and again, but uh, that that would be one of my main concerns is he just doesn't look like he he mm. wants part of something and Rory yeah. just up for it every single match no matter who we're playing yeah now I mean I move on to a couple of other concerns we've got as well Kilmarnock in a moment even though we are top it's always concerning um, is yeah so Daniel Ludo I mean did you think he I mean how did you think he performed was, yeah you think? He, he, like a real, a real worker. It's, it's funny that when you mention the names, I, I can picture them because obviously the, most of them were, were new players to me. Um, but when you mentioned um, the boy Pierre and then and Udo as well, uh, and the young guy that came on, but yeah, Udo seemed to be certainly as I saw the second half, he he, he was in about everything, um, yeah. and I, I really I really like to see that. Um, what a player! I, I don't know if people agree with me in this, but. Jerome Verai obviously was a Kilmarnock player who again did an awful lot of the work, never really got a lot of the goals. Um oh, who was that one, sorry? Jerome Jerome Verai. You know, you like a striker round about the kind of I'm thinking after the ninety seven Cup win round about the kind of Oh, that'll be I exactly I was gonna say that'll be um way before my so I moved up here in two thousand and twelve, so he, he was before thick of everything. Um, could run very very quickly. Uh, I always used to say that if he if he shot from the halfway line rather than from the eighteen yard box, he'd have scored twice as many. <laughs> and he did score from the halfway line once in in the reserve game against uh, Aberdeen, and it was the best goal I've ever seen. <laughs> but yeah. um, I, but I think Udo maybe that that kind of player as well. Um, I'm trying to think of someone I could compare him to that's not. Uh, well, the, the thing with, thing with Udo, like the thing with Udo, is he's a lot of Shrewsbury fans like just get get annoyed at him because he didn't score enough goals. But and I get that because he's a striker. But see, see, at the end of the day, he's not a striker that can play up front on his own. He's a player that can like hold up the ball, get it deep, bring pe- people into play. Whether it's winning free kicks, whether it's getting the ball, linking the play up to your players out wide, like your betters or your or even Elliot Bennett. I mean, that Elliot Bennett free kick was fantastic. Just ping that around the top corner. An incredible set piece. <laughs> it, was, it was worth... Because, I mean, I didn't I didn't know that shows were on the telly today. I was just... I was flicking through the channels. I saw that the the Celtic Rangers women game was on. Yeah. And I thought much a bit of that. And really, apart from Rangers scoring, nothing was really happening. And I thought, oh, there's an FA Cup game on. Oh, it's Shrewsbury. Oh, Shrewsbury. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, how? How? That's a. Uh, it's almost fate. I exactly, oh, yeah, exactly. It was. And and you know, one each at half time. I mean, I didn't know much about either team, but I knew obviously it was league against non-league. 
and and just to see those three second half goals, it was just it was good. But that I mean, Bowman's uh, was it his second goal? Was was uh, oh Bowman's second goal? I was I was across from better. Bennett's goal was 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 an absolute screamer. Um, I mean, I've seen Chris Burke score goals like that, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, th- there was just no way that wasn't going in. It was just wow. I mean, I think credit to uh, Stratford though they never gave up even at five one. Um, well, even yeah, well, five one was the last one, but I mean, even at four one they were scrapping. They wanted to get that second goal, and <laughs> I mean, Harry Burgoyne, our goalkeeper, see if there was VAR. I think he may have given away a penalty. <laughs> <laughs> the commentators were, were talking about that. There was a couple of incidents when they were talking about maybe they should have had VAR. Um, and the thing about the Stratford fans was even at even at four one down, they were still loving it. You know, they were they were yeah. really having a great time, and you've got to you've got to respect that. I think um, there is. I mean, people talk about the magic of the FA Cup, um, but it's just. The, the the Premier League in England is looking more and more just like a kind of it's almost like the the wrestling of of this, right. that kind of idea. It's just almost scripted because there's just so much money and so much power weighted in you know right. four or five teams, and and just to see a game like that and just be proper proper even though there's such a gulf between the two teams today, just the battling was just great to watch. Just to watch every just about every single player. Maybe apart from one or two that you mentioned, just being really, really up for it, and sometimes yeah. that's no, definitely. I mean, I'm just um, like just out of interest. I'm just saying, I, I did a uh, the four best players I chose from the game was all better, um, two great assists. Well, he actually got three. He got the two crosses for Bowman first half, second half. They were quite identical. I mean, the ball was just fantastic. He actually, believe it or not, didn't even start the season, but he was he was our best player in January when we signed him from City. Um, bit of controversy there as to why he's not started. I still don't understand why he's not started, but he's been brought into the team due to injuries elsewhere. Luke Leahy, who played at left-back originally, he's now been playing centre-mid and actually looks a better central midfielder than um, left-back. So... And because we play with that attacking sense of the wing backs, it just suits us more with all better getting forward more. Well, I was just thinking, um, I'm like, that's their number three. That's 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 pretty good. Well, well, the thing is, he, yeah, that's what I mean. Luke Lee, he was a, a number three, but he, um, like I say, he's a left back, but he, that's him. He's a, he's a goal scorer. He, he takes usually takes penalties. So last season at Bristol Rovers, he got ten goals, um, and that was a team that got relegated. <laughs> and he's actually got his, I think that's his fifth goal of the season already. So hopefully we don't get relegated. But <laughs> well, now I'll have to look out. I mean, I've never spoken about Shrewsbury Town in my life before, and and now suddenly I'm right in there. So I think I'm going to adopt them as my lower league English team. Well, the thing is, right? This is this this is all about two clubs, one love. So it's. Um, you know, obviously we've got Kilmarnock Ladies, which is uh, technically second club, but you can class that as Kilmarnock. So if you want to adopt Shrewsbury, that's that's fine by me. We, you know, the more supporters, the merrier. Um, I think I've supported over the years more English clubs, and I'm like more Johnson. Like this is the club I've always wanted to support. <laughs> I was supposed to be a, I was supposed to be a Nottingham Forest fan because my uh, grandpa's great nephew played for Nottingham Forest. Uh, and then I followed Spurs for a few years, and and then I I, I took the pilgrimage to 
Glenn Buck and, and have been filled with the spirit of Shankly. So uh, it's it's what what I, what I like um, the most about Shrewsbury's and being up here is like people are quite interested in my club, like because they're like, oh, Shrewsbury. Usually, it's like see if you're in Scotland, um, you, you move to Scotland and your English pals and like that. So who is it? Is it Rangers or Celtic? And it's like, no, neither. You know, and I've, I've always I've always told this story like it's it's you know it's it's my, the big clubs come on. Um, they're like, yeah, but you know, do you follow who do you follow in that old firm day? And I'm like, neither. <laughs> you know, they can do what they want. You know, um, it doesn't bother me whatsoever. And it's a bit like you know, you come up here, and a lot of people expect you to support a big English team like or oh, Liverpool, Man United, Arsenal. You know, and I'm like, no, no, man's. Sometimes at the beginning when I moved up, I'm like, oh, you, you'd never have heard of him. Shrewsbury Town, but now like I'll mention it to loads of people, and they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, Shrewsbury, yeah, they did well in the FA Cup. Oh, they had such and such, you know, they, they sort of Shrewsbury's. I don't know. There seems to be more of a connection. Um, I'm quite like amazed that a lot of people don't know Shrewsbury um, because they have a lot of Scottish connections with players and managers. But yeah. people like yourself, when I'll look for a Shrewsbury result, um, other people that know me, other Kilmarnock fans, will, will look at Shrewsbury result and. You know, it's not even just that. Sometimes I'll take someone to a game down south and they'll, they'll go to a Shrewsbury game with me. So, you know, it's like all of a sudden I've got this fan base of Shrewsbury, fan, uh, Shrewsbury fans in Kilmarnock or yeah. around Scotland now. I would love to. I saw one of the, the Footy Adventures um, vlogs where um, Sam went to, to Lincoln City and their away gate seems to be the middle of a block of flats, which was really interesting. You know, these clubs have got real kind of distinct identities which I think is disappearing from the, the top flight and uh, as well but there's, there's a guy I sat with at, at Kelly who although Man United he's a big English team he he goes he's been to watch Accrington Stanley and Morecambe the, the teams that he uh, uh, I took part years ago in the, the whole Ebbsfleet fan owned experiment uh, uh, <laughs> which fizzled out after a couple of years so technically for about a year I was co-owner of a conference team with about 3,000 other people <laughs> but it's quite amazing I mean I'll, I'll never forget I went to Blackpool away and it was a year we had uh, Greg Doherty on loan from Rangers and put Rangers and Blackpool together and it's a it's a, it's a dream paradise isn't it so obviously Shrewsbury were playing away in Blackpool and it was uh, um, I think I can't remember how we got on that day but anyway um, there must have been something like two to three hundred Rangers fans in the away end it's the second home though isn't it and I was there, but you know what? I'm like, I'm not so bothered about Rangers fans usually. But I thought, you know, that's great. 300, 300 random Rangers fans now now associated to Shrewsbury, so they're, they're quite, you know. I thought they'll they'll suddenly know Shrewsbury. I say, see if I'm randomly saying to someone like, oh, and they're like, oh, I'm a Rangers fan. They're like, oh, I'm a Shrewsbury fan. Oh, you had Greg Doherty or Jason Cummins, and I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So you know, we had quite a few players in recent years that you know. Are associated to clubs up here, so it's quite nice in a way. People do recognise your team, and it's not just the usual oh, Man United, Arsenal, Man City, Chelsea's. You know, it's it's quite nice. Um, I had a conversation on the phone with someone uh, at the bank, and um, nice chat. Like, and uh, funnily enough, he was a Partick fan, and uh, I was giving him some sticks. So hopefully, he doesn't ring me up next week. But um, <laughs> anyway, 
still beat them three one at there. Well, there. I mean, we're we're still top, so it's fine. Yeah, you, know, you can. Yeah, if it's end of the season, then fair enough. Um, but he, he, we were talking about players in the past, and because he was a bit of a, it was it was an older customer, like so. I was telling him about people, like, and he's like, "Oh, I remember him. He played for such and such and Albion Rovers." And I was like, "Yeah." And you know, and he's like, "Oh, Shrewsbury, they're a good little team, they are." And then he's like, "Oh, I didn't used to play at the game, Meadow." And I was like, "Yeah, that's right." And uh, it, it's great, you know, you have that connection with people up here. So all of a sudden, um, Shrewsbury's like sort of more well known than I thought it was. Um, so yes, yeah, you you do tend to find that not just Shrewsbury, but a lot of people like even yourself. You mentioned there like Ebbsfleet. That, that have a connection with a smaller team than what you actually think. So it's 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 good. I mean, so what what I'm going to do is I'm just going to run through my player ratings. I've, well, I've actually shared it on there. I was I was just um, running through the rest of them. So Better and Bowman, uh, Leahy and Daniel Udu are my top four at the minute. There's only been the 18 votes, but Better's running away with 33 percent. Bowman on 28. Leahy on 22 and Udo on 17. Um, so, oh, 19 votes there. That's gone up again. So, Ogbetta's just beaten Bowman. Um, so, get your votes in, guys. Uh, let us know who was your man of the match. Um, I've also put my player ratings on for the game. Ogbetta got a 9 out of 10 for me. Uh, a couple of others on there with 8. And uh, Pike got 4. That was being generous to uh, Pike. Poor guy. He's probably going to tweet me afterwards and uh, have me out, but um, I'm sure he's a nice guy. I remember Pike, yeah, Pike with Hawaii, wasn't it? I remember yeah. uh, Um I just got a couple of people here with a couple of uh, messages. So Rob, who was uh, um, on here last week, he's been on a couple of times. He was at the game today. Um, luckily for him, Cosgrove didn't score because he was going to wear his jester hat that he promised. So he um, he was lucky he didn't have to get that out. Um, maybe I should have uh, asked him to um, do it if he came on, but there we go. But I did see him in the crowd, and he said it was a proper cup tie. Fully professional in the second half, got the job done. Screamers from Leahy and Benno. And then he put, Benno, your dad would have been very proud of you. Um, that's due to um, Elliot Bennett losing his dad recently. So, yeah, I'm... Uh, on, on that one there with that one, Rob. And uh, well done to Elliot Bannock. Superb job there and a fantastic goal. Um, also, <laughs> someone put a, um, Eddie um, couldn't see the game. Now, <laughs> we had a bit, a bit of a argy-bargy with the tickets this week going down there. We're only giving about three to 400 tickets. And uh, anyway, the area they gave in the corner, it was an absolute nightmare from what I've seen on pictures at the start. Um, Basically, if you're in first and you got at the front, you're able to see the game because <laughs> it was all flat. It wasn't like gradual steps, so you could see if you were behind. So it was like being at a bit, it was like being at a concert by the looks of it. That if you're at the back, you were you weren't you weren't seeing much. Um, but I think they opened it up in the end around the corner. So sensible decision there in the end. But he <laughs> put you couldn't see much of the game anyway. And uh, David Bell, Kilmarnock fan. Decent watch, not the first half. Authority very much asserted in the second. Og better, absolutely class. So another Kilmarnock fan there watching. So all of a sudden, we've got a load of Kilmarnock fans watching Shrewsbury today. So fantastic. Great to hear. Any other Kilmarnock fans, if you watched it, or any Shrewsbury fans as well, let us know what your thoughts were on today's game. Um, and just drop us a message and 
obviously uh, read them out before the end. If not, I'd like to see what you've put anyway. Right, moving on. We sort of spoke about Kilmarnock yesterday and Partick. So as brief as it was, um, I was working. I saw the weather. It weren't great. Seeing the goal was conceded very early, like the Inverness game, and uh, pretty much was like that, wasn't it? <laughs> Where, where do you start? I've seen the goal. Now, I thought it was offside when I looked at it at first, but I've watched it back again. It was definitely onside. Yeah. Um, I mean, we all thought <laughs> it was about 10 yards off um, when they scored. And then I've been back and looked at it, and, and it's it's a perfectly legitimate goal. Um, I mean, it is, I'm sorry to say it, but um, as much as the, 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 the referee didn't have a, a great game, um, you know what can you say when you really don't deserve anything from it? You know, yeah, no, it was it was woeful. It was just really, really awful. And and at half time, I I expected the team to come out firing on. You know, I expected them to have had the hair dryer treatment and come out really, and and just try. But but just nothing went right. There was passes pinging between players there was no second ball at any point it was just until maybe about the last three or four minutes of the game and then whatever stoppage time there was just there was just nothing from Kilmarnock mm. and considering how good we were the week before it was just it was so hard to take it, it really was possibly one of the the worst games I've seen even even considering what happened last season it was, oh, yeah. it was dreadful. Yeah, no. And that, to be fair, it's been not the first time. I mean, we've lost three games this season and they've all been at home. Um, do you think it's, uh, you know, being at home? Do you think it's the nerves because of the crowd, the big crowd? Do you think when we're away, it's, I don't know, do you just think it's something that it would have... Also, you've got to remember the players is a totally new squad. Do you think some of the players aren't used to the artificial pitch? I know that... Trying to use that as an excuse because they train on it all the time, but um, it's not as if we've had a few players sign. We've had a total turnover on the squad, and do you think sometimes it does have an effect on how we play? And maybe that's why when we play away, we play it better, or is it just is it nerves? What is it? You know, home form seems to be. I think now that we're getting to essentially what the the second quarter of the the season, I think this whole kind of you know, or they still need to gel. Or you know it's the pitch or or whatever. I mean, you know, most players in Scotland have played on a, a synthetic pitch mm. of some point, yeah. some point. Um, I mean, I remember a couple of, a couple of years ago. I think Neil Lennon complaining about you know Kelly's pitch with regards to um, Christopher Agel's performance, and I'm like. He literally spent a whole season playing in <laughs> Marmot. Yeah. You know, I, I just it, it seems like a it seems like a bit of a cop on. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm I'm just speculating because it's I'm just looking at how the home form is now. Yeah, it do sound a bit like a Stephen Gerrard and a Neil Lennon there when I say that, but um, you, you're trying to look at ways as to why we are playing like that. And for me, I, if that's not the case, and it shouldn't be because we train on it every day um, it shouldn't be an issue I don't know if it's 
the nerves because of the big crowd because some of these players maybe haven't played in big crowds like this. Yeah. The expectations uh, are different. You know, I mean, at one stage you could say, well, we've had some terrible results, but we're still a point clear at the top of the league. And I know mm-hmm. there's been an our growth factor to that because they're just beating everybody and yet they're still, what, third uh, or fourth or fifth? I don't know where their growth are, but they've beaten, I think they've beaten loads of loads of teams. Um, but the fact of the matter is we're, we're top of the league, so we're doing something right. Um, I, I don't, I can't explain it. You know, I'm I'm prepared to back Tommy. Tommy's not going anywhere. You're not going to change the manager when you're top of the league. Um, I don't think Kilmarnock have ever been promoted by actually winning the league. I think mm-hmm. it's always been, well, certainly this the season I started going, we went up in second place behind Wraith. So, you know, not being top of the league for the whole season is, is not the the end of the world but when you look at the the Hamilton game we were dreadful and yet we came away with a win when you look at the Dunfermline game despite the incredible amount of stoppage time that was there you have to argue that Dunfermline deserved that equaliser um, I didn't make the Wraith game because I had a sinus infection um, so I can't really comment on that but yeah, you, you were probably you were probably um, that was my first game back, and you were probably um, grateful that um, you you were not well that day. Well, I, um, that maybe happened yesterday, but <laughs> I don't mean that at all because you know it's still it's, it's it's always good just to after the last couple of years to to be back at the football and see people. Right. You know, even even when you're playing badly, it's just good to be able to be there, and and there are people that you know because of COVID and stuff, you know, never made it back. So that's no, always I mean, something to, to bear in mind. Although it's frustrating to see your team play badly, you know, we're, we're still there. We're pushing for for promotion. Um, I personally think that we should be beating teams that Inverness um, and, and Wraith. Um, and, and I still feel that we will pull it together. Um, if this was January, February, and we were losing games like this, I'd I'd be really worried. But I think we we do have enough quality to get us out of the championship. If we get promotion, I think you'll see a huge turnover again. Um, mm. But I mean, there you had Ollie Shaw didn't score this week. I mean, what was it, six and five that you had before this? Mm. I mean, I think so. I think the, the boys too much of a burden on him. Um, we need to see some of the other players chipping in um, as well because it's too reliant at the minute on Shaw and Hendry to get the goals. And but I think I think we've seen Shaw, especially when he took the penalty in the the first game up at Firhill looked nervous, he looked a bit unsure of himself and then he scored that goal and then you know he's just kept scoring and I think he's now you know he looks really confident he he didn't really get a chance to do much yesterday Um, but I think he's enjoying the fact that he's in amongst the goals most games and you know Henry Henry looks like he's he's decent as well but I I would have liked to have seen maybe 
Scott Robinson and, and, and Berkey make a start. I really like Daniel Armstrong. Um, but, I mean, there's players that have used to have been quite dependable. Like Ewan Murray, you know, you have to say he was definitely at fault for the... Um, he's he's usually quite a you know a strong performer. We're missing Houndstrup. There's there's no doubt about that. Um, Callum Waters did not have a a good game yesterday. Uh, it's it's a bit of a strange one that because a lot of people are fifty fifty on him, but I like Houndstrup at this level. I don't think he's a Premier League player. No, um, no, he comes into his own. Um, he's he's. I would say Houndstrup defensively can be a bit hit and miss but going forward he offers quite a lot going forward um, yeah. and you know he, he has got that good bit of pace but I think sometimes he's a bit predictable because he likes to go inside a bit too much rather than going outside on his left because he likes to come in on his right as well my main concern you mentioned Naismith now Naismith's a bit like hit and miss he can have a great game he's, he gets forward he's, he can score goals you know he's chipped in with two or three this season but Again, defensively, he seems a bit slow on the ball. Um, Hodgson wasn't really too impressed against Queen's Park. One, one or two, was like Clash, he thought he was quite good. But today, just I, I, for me, I didn't think he was any better than Naismith. Um, I thought, if anything, in the first half, he didn't have a good game. Second half, he was okay. But maybe it's time for him to have a chance because he he probably can't do any worse than what Naismith's doing. I think Naismith just needs maybe a rest. Maybe it'll push him to think, hang on a minute, I'm not getting dropped there. I'm quite an experienced player, you know, and, and maybe up his game. I mean, he's got the experience, but there's there's something not right. No. And, and, and I don't know if he's maybe got himself into a kind of negative headspace, but he, he, he doesn't look... Interested, he looks like he's treading water, and, and I mean that might just be the way that we're interpreting it on the, you know, in the crowd. But the the fans are beginning to get on his back, um, and nah, that's not good. That's not good for any player. Yeah, like, I hope that he's not just now, you know, what Rory was getting, you know, a few weeks ago, um, that that Naismith's now getting. I mean, I, I'm 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 a fan. that's always like you know, you always have to. You always have to back your players. I, I I don't like this berating of of your own players, even even if they're having a howl. I encourage them. Don't just. No, it's not. It's not going to do any good. So I totally agree with that. No. It's not. It's not an indictment on the, the you know the few Kelly fans that are doing it. Every club has got fans that you know no. don't take to a particular player or has a minority that, that seem to think that they're the cause of of everything that goes wrong. But I mean. You know, Naismith doesn't have all that experience by accident. You know, he's, he's he's had a long career as a professional footballer. So there's something there that's not quite working. And whether that means he needs a rest and, and Hodgson comes in, or, or whether, like you said, he's, he's starting to realise that the, some of the fans are turning against him and that maybe spurs him on a bit. Um, mm. Then hopefully, but I mean, you know, it wasn't Naismith's fault that we, we lost yesterday. It wasn't, I mean... It wasn't you and Murray's fault, even though you know the goal. It was just the fact that we're not firing on all cylinders. We don't look. We didn't look like a team yesterday. It was. It was. You know, amateurs. Yeah. See, see, see. Walters. Now, I didn't. I didn't get to go to the air game. Um, but when I listened to it, I thought he played really well. From what I was listening to, now you know, correct me if I'm wrong. If you were there, or when he come on, it fans were. But 
to me, he sounded like he had his best game. Now, I've seen him in one or two other games and I was a bit like, yeah, he's not quite quite got it. But if against there, he seemed to be getting forward quite well. Could have could have scored as well. Um, defensively, looked solid. I think, I think everybody looked decent against the Ups. I mean, it was hard because the, the conditions were just so, so dreadful. I mean, mm. I mean you're, playing, you're playing centrally and, a, you know, a skip. It's hard to, you know, gauge the quality. <laughs> Sorry, Air fans, you know, not really. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to kind of critique an air game when you're there and you're on the terrace and then you're just so swept up in the atmosphere of everything. You're just, you're just, you know, desperately cheering absolutely everyone on. It doesn't matter if you, 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 you don't like them every other game. You oh, know, yeah. you're just like, just. Just put it in that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I but I, I, I'm like going back to like the the Naismith thing and, and the McKenzie, especially because they're players that are getting the stick. And even Hunstrup, when he's playing, he's one of these players that gets stick and gets caught. Yeah, the, the certain players. Now I'm, I'm with you. Like at the end of the day, some players out there, they're, they're all nice people. Like you know, they're not ninety nine percent of the time. You get the odd arseholes in football, like the league references that will never change. Like, but ninety-nine percent of the time, you know, down-to-earth people like that. You know, they don't go out to be bad players. They don't go out to play a bad game. But some people are going to be technically better than others. You know, that's yeah. you know, that, that's just that's a fact in every team. Um, I just feel like what you said. No point getting behind them, berating them. You just encourage them as fans, cheer them on, because we're all there for the same thing. Want them to win. Now, I personally believe if you're going to boo, have your opinion. You have your opinion, even online, on air. We're saying stuff about certain players. We've said about bad games, but it's not been nasty about it. It's about going over that line and being directly abusive to them online. But also on the pitch, I feel as though if you're going to boo the team, boo it at the end of the game when the results buy. Because that's when the players will walk in and think, fucking hell, that was... That was dreadful. Like the we've just let those fans down that are booing us. But see, when you're doing it, like ten minutes in a game, when a player's maybe passed it wrong, you'll maybe going on their last performance, and then all of a sudden it's like they're going to get nervous. That that them, you know. So just for me, it's like a no go. Even at half time, booing the team at half time, it's like for me, it doesn't do anything. I don't know what your view is on that as well. I mean, Matthew, obviously, we're playing party Thistle yesterday, so you, you've got Ian McCall. If you're going to boo anything, <laughs> boo Ian McCall. You yeah. know that really angry guy in that movie, Inside Out? What's that, sorry? The, the Disney Pixar film, Inside Out, with the guy that's like... Oh, yeah. It's Ian McCall. I swear. If you look at Jürgen Klopp, and you put him next to Jürgen Klopp in a picture, he basically looks like... Um, and your Jorgen Klopp that's come off a council estate. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way I put Ian McCall. Like. <laughs> what to say about that? But no offence to, to Ian McCall, but as a former air manager and now Partick, I mean, yeah. it's like he's digitally programmed to hate Kelly. So oh, exactly. it's like one step below Andy Walker and the people we should be booing. Oh, Andy Walker. So <laughs> he's so he's so biased. It's unreal. Uh, Aye, but, um, but no, I mean, yeah, going on yesterday's performance, the fact that we're struggling for words or what to say about that. My only concern really is, apart from McGowan, uh, sorry, Naismith is McGowan. 
um, as well. For someone probably who's class as an experienced player as well, um, he can sometimes be one of those players that will have a good solid game. Like up against Arbroath, I thought he was dodgy in the first sort of maybe half, but then the second half he turned around and had probably one of the better performances of the season. Like, and he's had some good games as well, but then other times he's just looked absolutely shocking. Like as if he's treading treading mud. Yeah, I think I think um, the the game at Carpillo will will be really important. I've always found that that's a good test with the kind of I mean the last few years obviously it's been in the cup. I think if we get a win up at Capolo and we look quite confident and convincing, that that'll put me in a much better frame of mind because I've I've seen some horrible performances at that ground. Mm. Uh, my first ever away game was at Capolo and we get beat two 0 back in nineteen ninety two in the middle of winter in the fog, and then there was a horrible game a few years ago where I think we lost maybe we lost three two. Um, I think Gordon Greer had an absolute howler of a match in that. And it's just not a happy hunting ground for us a lot of the time. Um, so I'm hoping that we can go there and really do them some right. time. That'll help us kick on. But we'll see. Yeah, no, it's, it's yeah, so it's got Morton away, and then it's um, it's two tough games after that. I would say CFC after the Morton game, we really need to like we've got our bro for home. And then Inverness away, and you know those those games you got squashed in between that a couple of cup games as well against Hamilton and, and Queens Park. So it's a good time to utilise the squad, especially around the time of the cup games. Yeah. I mean, I would like to see um, you know Burrow come into the squad at some point. I'd like to see maybe see maybe Charlie um, MacArthur on the bench at some oh, point. He was yeah, he was really good against Queens Park. All these guys are young, but you know, we've got the Challenge Cup, which, you know, we should be reasonably among the favourites to, to lift. But we've got that opportunity. Uh, and I know Charlie MacArthur has, has played against Queen's Park before and, and was really good. You know, let's see what these boys can do. They're not they're not going to burn out because they're not in the squad. Week in, week out, they'll be hungry. It's the championships, you know, so... He's going to be there next season whether or not we're, we're up in the Premier again or down because I don't think a lot of the jump we've got will be there next season No, no there's I mean I, I agree that uh, you look at the squad to be fair the squad's better than what it was last season I'm not saying something <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, but there is going to be probably yeah, a few changes it depends on the length of contracts and that and you know uh, of some of the players, um, uh, what I would like to see is Callum Hendry um, signed up. Yeah. Um, you know, don't know whether that'll be possible or not, but um, he looks a proper good. I mean, I, I was saying a few days back that he reminds me of Eamon Brophy, but a better all-round Eamon Brophy player. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? The type of way he plays, um, you know, his strength and that. But I just think he's more. He's got more of an eye for goal than Brophy. I think he's always more in the thick of things than Brophy. Brophy could be in some no. game, and in another game, he would, you know, he would be just knocking them in for fun. Um, I, I haven't really seen much of him. I know he scored a couple of goals for St Mirren the other week, but I haven't really seen much of him 
it's funny, it's funny, you know, seeing him up front with Lee Irwin, who had a very uh, short command as well. He's, I think, Brophy's got five goals, though, to be fair, this season for them. So, um, he seems to be doing all right, but um, hopefully he doesn't break his leg again or his foot. Um, <laughs> I mean, I not really bothered with the, with the Scottish Premier League at all. The only time I really bothered with it was when I set sports scene and then remembered mm-hmm. that Kilmarnock weren't actually going to be in the highlights and I had wasted mm-hmm. time because we weren't on it. Um, <laughs> no, we're, uh, well, hopefully we will be there next thing. year. Ho- hopefully we'll be back next year. Uh, you know, I mean, looking at the table though, it's it's quite congested. It's I mean, to think that it's five points between ourselves and fifth Partick now if Partick and if we beaten Partick it would have been obviously you know it would have been a lot bigger so they would have been on 18 we'd have been on 29 so it would have been 11 points so all of a sudden you know we could have been 11 points clear of fifth place and, and that win has totally brought the, the five together and you're thinking I mean that's why we need to win at Morton next because yeah, and, and we should do, but they got their first uh, win in uh, since August time. Yeah. Louise Rogers, who follows his page, and that she's <laughs> um, said we were guaranteed it. But I mean, after getting their first win, their tails may be up, you know. So they they'll be wanting to uh, put in a good performance, and you know, no game's easy. I mean, the fact that it's a ten-team league as well, I just think you know, ten teams in a division is just nonsense. But. Yeah. You know, you've got to play the hand you're, you're dealt. And, I mean, you see, like, Dunfermline and Hamilton struggling just to kind of, you know, stay in the, in the division. I mean, don't get me wrong, I think... I think Kilmarnock are, a, you know, have always been a, you know... We're a Premier team that just happens to be in the first division, whereas I always viewed Hamilton as a first division team that were sometimes in the Premier. You know, they don't have a lot mm-hmm. to offer, really. Um, no offence to Hamilton fans, they were a good feeder club for, um, you know, some English kind of higher up English. Aye, they've done well to be, um, they, they don't seem to have much about them really. Um, whereas Commander covered seasons, you know, right up in the, you know, the top four and stuff like that. Um, but a, a ten-team league is always going to be congested because you're playing teams about four times. You're going to know them, and it's just. Um, the, the only the only concern is in previous seasons, you know, when Rangers were in the league, they, they obviously ran clear. Hearts ran clear last year, even though they lost the old game, they still had a very big lead. Yeah. Um, and Dundee United as well, when they eventually started, you know, the season where they went up, it, it's just a concern that it's you know it's not far off Christmas around the corner, coming up to December, and there's five teams. You know, in with you know, Partick win a couple of games and we lose a couple, we could suddenly drop down. You know, that's why they, they, that game at home to our Brof, I would say, is massive just to get a bit of daylight between one of the teams. And then for me, I, w- I would say seven points out of the next nine is 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 a minimum just because of the teams we're playing. Yeah, I, mean, I think we, we should be expecting to be top at Christmas. Right. I think a couple of weeks ago we were wondering if we were even going to be in the top two. You know, because obviously Inverness were top, our both were what were pushing. Wraith had, had recovered, they'd beaten us. Um 
you know, and then you saw Partick, obviously, they absolutely was a Hamilton, they absolutely demolished. And and then you've got teams like Queen of the South that, you know, they're always favourites to go down, and yet they always kind of pick up these kind of wins out of nowhere. And then our growth are just, you know, defying all. I don't know what um, Dick Campbell's doing over there, but it's just crazy the the the, the heights that our growth are happening at the moment. So there's all sorts of factors. It's not just the fact that you know we've been poor and I've had to really grind out a couple of results. There are teams that are punching above their weight quite considerably this season, and you know it's going to be tight. But I, I've got absolutely no doubt that we can do it. Mm. I mean, uh, no, no. I mean, I think you're right in in that respect. But and and I'm no I'm no Tommy, right? Like you are. Um, but what I would like to see us do is be a bit more adventurous at home. Um, now I know a way you've got to play it a bit more tight and not you kind of have kind of be as attacking unless you're chasing the game. Like then obviously you need to change it up a bit. But see when you're at home, you so you look at the quality that we've got. I would like to see us play the four, the four at the back. Um, three in the middle and then the three up front. I would like to see like Hendry Shaw as the two and then Robinson just in the hole. Like, because Robinson for me, you know, see when you're because Robinson had a cracking game against Queen of the South, yeah, um, and played an absolute stormer of a game. And then you know, he's back on the bench the next game. See, see when you're playing at home, right? You need to play your best attacking team, and for me. Robinson, Hendry and Shaw are your best attacking players at the minute. Um, and I just believe Robinson, he may not score as many, but he brings a lot to the game. He creates the space, the holes needed for the runners. Um, I just feel in the middle we're too similar as well. You know, like in, in previous games we've played Alston, McGinn and... But I mean, uh, Robinson desperate to perform. His first spell at Kelly, he was, he was clearly not happy in the position he was getting played in clearly. He, I mean, he said himself, he said he went back and he, he kind of rebuilt his game and now Tommy's brought him in and was playing him in the position that obviously he makes a, an impact. This is a guy that desperately maybe doesn't need to so much prove a point, but that's what he's he's wanting to do. Mm. And I think if he just let him off the leash, and if, you say, if, he, if he's sitting off Shaw and Hendry, I mean, that could be the most devastating strike force in the league by... By a long way, Hendry should have been past um, a ball yesterday, which I have no doubt he would have buried. It would have been an absolute sitter for him, and and I think that was a real chance to get back. I can't remember who it was that just decided to go for the the shot themselves. Maybe it was Shaw, um, and I just feel that if it had been Robinson in that position, he would have known exactly where to put yeah, that. That's, that's exactly yeah. Just just because he's experienced. I mean, Hendry and Shaw are young boys. Oh yeah, they need that experience head up there as well. Um, because he'll he'll create the movement. Um, yeah, Mackenzie does that quite well sometimes. He'll run in the box, and make good runs. Um, he's not he hasn't always got the quality on the ball, but he'll he'll do the same. Um, but I I like to see his player free in the middle. Um, you know, and have some attacking fullbacks and that. And I get there's going to be some games you can always do that at home, but. There's, there's some games you can play against teams like that. I don't see why not. You know, the quality's there to have that. And see if it's not working after a while. We just change it, you know, just alter the alter it around, you know, because Robinson can play in a number of positions. So, um, whereas if you're away, you know, 
you, you wouldn't play that maybe against a high flying Arbroath on a Friday night. You know, yeah. you would be more tactical with that. I was actually expecting Robinson and Burke to be on at half time. Um, we had certainly had enough time at half time to think about changes with the, the linesman, obviously, taking on well. Uh, that's right. uh, but we had about a 25 minute break um, because I think when they, they both came on eventually, not so much Fraser Murray, I think he's still kind of struggling a wee bit to find himself. But when Burke and Robinson came on, there, there was a there was a significant change there, and and it was just it was just in the end it came down to desperate defending by Partick that we didn't you no. know equalise but Partick deserved to win there's no doubt about it. Um, yeah, I mean we'll we just have to obviously wait and see and how, how it plans out. I mean, as fans, we all have our own opinions and that, and that's what's uh, what what's great about oh, football, yeah. really. Um, you know. But at the end of the day, it's what Tommy Wright puts in the field and we just have to get behind it. But it is um, it is frustrating as fans sometimes when you know there's players there that can maybe do a better job. But like you say, we don't get paid the uh, the big box to change that. And, and Tommy Wright's an experienced guy, to be fair. And um, I, I think anyway that you know people would be stupid to tell him to go because I can't really see anyone else coming in and getting us up, you know, with the squad. I think, I think he's as good as a manager, certainly, as we could expect to attract at this point. I like him. He's a he's a Ballymena boy. My mum's from Northern Ireland. She always says Kelly are better when we've got a, an Irishman at the helm, whether that's true or not. I don't know. Um, yeah. But, I mean, the, the guys I sit with at the football, they'll all tell you I know absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing about football, so... <laughs> well, have me on, so... <laughs> well... We've done enough talking about Shrewsbury and Kilmarnock and, uh, and obviously the men's team and that. And uh, I think we'll want to sort of brush that away. So hopefully next week um, is back to winning ways for, for the men's team. Uh, for Shrewsbury, they've got a game against Wigan away um, in the Cup. Uh, the league game's cancelled because of league, uh, because of international call-ups. Not for Shrewsbury, <laughs> uh, for Rotherham. So, um, yeah, we've got a freebie uh, next weekend. But... Before we go tonight, we're going to um, talk about something that we're quite, well, I'm quite positive about on air, and certainly yourself and uh, Claire Morrison, who's also been on previously, and uh, various other fans. We're trying to, we're trying to basically uh, push the women's game, aren't we? We're trying to give that a bit of recognition up here in Kilmarnock, and um, they're, they're flying well at the minute, aren't they? Oh, they're great, and I mean, I've, I mean, I'm just a total bandwagoner. All, all, all of this from me is, is purely down to. Claire Morrison, um, she probably thinks I'm stealing a thunder. I'm not. I'm just so enthused. I think certainly when when the men's team have struggled on the Saturday, going along and watching, you know, the women's team, um, just scoring goal after goal week in week out is is the perfect tonic. Haven't seen them for a couple of weeks. They were off for a couple of weeks and it was away um, today. But another another fantastic win today. Um, so yeah, I got interested in the women's team because Claire had put a thing out about you know a few fans, yourself included, maybe try to raise money to sponsor one of the players. You know they don't they, they don't have the I think I think they don't get like really expenses or, or anything like that. So sponsorship mm-hmm. a huge deal. So we raised enough money to sponsor Lisa Swanson, Dana Baird, and, and Kirsty Monroe. Um, and so I thought, well, if we're going to sponsor the players, I might as well go along to the games. 
and it's it's fantastic. And and more people need to go. If you want a feel good factor, go along to a Kelly women's home game. Yeah. You're pretty much guaranteed to get goals. Um and and it's just such a, a positive atmosphere. Um you can hear every word the referee says, so you can shout at me even more. Um and they're still rubbish as well, the refs. Oh, they're they're, they're they're terrible, but you get to hear exactly how terrible they are and, and how impactonizing some of them can be to, you know. The, the women who are actually, you know, on the field because they're good at football. You yeah. know, like, yeah, they're better than you. That's why you're a referee and they're players. But, <laughs> um, no, it's really good. The fact that you can get in just for, for a donation to the Kelly Trust is, is phenomenal. Um, and obviously, they're always, if anyone's looking to sponsor a player, I would, I would check it out. They need all the help they can get. Um, I have managed to get, they were desperate for some match balls, so I spoke to my trade union committee about it and um, they've approved that so they, they need to have the actual proper match ball it can't just be like a professional standard it needs to be the, the, the miter one that the, the players use so hopefully that's all now in place and Andy can get those for the team um, and well went to the one seven now and then they won I think it was 3 now the following week then it was Two each the following week. It was a huge comeback. They were two 0 down, and and today they've won three one. So uh, I've never seen them lose. And I think the one, think the one game, Europe uh, game, the Borough Murray Thistle. And that was my first one. I won the and I won a raffle with a ball as well, which was great. Um, I seen you were there. That's um, team as well. So that was... yeah, it's three two. Cause that was one where Mike, Mike got sent off. Um, still looking to oh. quiz him on that. Yeah. <laughs> there's just so many goals at that level that it's 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 hard to keep track of the results. But nah. um it's just it's just so good. I mean it's such a good standard to play. It's really, you know, end to end stuff. It's really fast, it's really passionate, and there's a lot more kind of I, I think the women the, the forward players in the women's game are, are, are more likely to try and take a shot on rather than this kind of you know yeah, no. internet thing it's definitely a good standard I was I was presently surprised as well yeah um, back. Um, you know there's none of this you know you see a lot of the kind of certainly the Premier League men's players you know ducking out of tackles and you know Aye, there's there's no there's no messing around for sure with the game I went to. <laughs> they they were flying into challenges and I was like I, I I wasn't expecting that. So it's good to see that um it's just normal football really. It's just women instead of men. That, that, that's the thing. It's it's trying to talk about it in a way that's not you know telling people about it that doesn't sound like I'm mansplaining because these girls on the pitch they speak for themselves. You know Aye, they, they they don't need someone like me to tell them that. You know, I'm a man and I think you're good at football, you know. Yep. They're clearly um, very, very good at what they do. And um, it's, it's a shame that the crowds and the funding and stuff like that doesn't reflect. Um, but, you know, if people start going to the games, you get probably... Well, I mean, you've been yourself. I, th- I think I spoke to you briefly at the Burnham Year match. Uh, and uh, But I was too busy trying to... Th- win the raffle <laughs> um, 
Um, I won. <laughs> I know you did, but but I've I've got this. So this is my lucky top because this is my. All right. Well, she's just once in top, which has not failed me yet. She scored twice again today. Yeah, big so, shout out. She scored <laughs> twice. I was just about to say that she scored a big double earlier, so I, I did give her a shout out earlier. So well done to uh, Lisa Swanson. And I, I do like keep tweeting. Because she keeps scoring, so my my fiance is like, "Why do you keep sending tweets about Lisa Swanson?" I'm like, "It's just because she she just can't stop scoring goals," um, and that that is exactly it. Um, and I'm I'm really proud that she's scoring because she's obviously one of the players that, that decided to sponsor. Yeah, and and just the the quality of some of the players, players like Kirsty O'Brien, who just is like the. She's like the Pat Nevin of the Kilmarnock women's team. If if I was to compare her to someone I'd watched in the, <laughs> the men's game, she's just down there. Kirsty Monroe as well. She's she's one of the players I know. She was quite good. Another one of the that we sponsored, yeah. So she's uh, she missed a couple of games, I see, but she's come off the bench in the last couple of games, I think. And, uh, and she's quite impressed with her. And um, it, it's good to see. Um, you know, it's good to see there's a lot more people talking about it. I was quite surprised. I met Gemma um, before the Queen's Park game on the Friday. I was chatting to her about what she does. And it's, you know, it's really good. Gemma, she's so, so on, on top of things. Um, and, you know, everybody just gets together and has a chat and uh, enjoys the game. So I've invited my friend who's a, a, an MSP to, to come along and bring her daughter uh, to the next home game. Um, just to try and you know use her social media right. in a platform to maybe even see in Parliament to just try and you know, right. push push it up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think is it the twenty first, isn't it? Twenty first of November is the next home game. It's the twenty first. Yeah, um, yeah. four o'clock on a Sunday. It's always advertised in the SWPL website as two o'clock, but it's always yeah. I noticed that. I I know. Because um, we the, the first game I went to, I was like, I'm sure it was a two o'clock kickoff, and I said to the wife, "So that's a four o'clock kickoff." <laughs> but I mean, there's only it, seven teams in the division, but at least we, you know we're pushing we're pushing towards that top two. I haven't checked the table after today's scores because they don't update it very quickly. Um, but you know what? What we really are pushing. So the most support we can get, you know, and um, you know these these. These girls are, are not full time. Certainly, I think there's some of them um, that are, you know, key workers and stuff like that, and they are doing this purely out of their love for the game, um, and you know the, the the quality that they've got in the part. I mean, I keep going on about it, but it really deserves, um, you know, people coming in. And I, you know, at the end of the day, the end of the day, they're representing Kilmarnock, and was, this is one thing I said to Gemma. Um, was that at the end of the day, you as a Kilmarnock fan, or, you know, whoever is a Kilmarnock fan, um, you, you know, you should take some sort of interest because you, you don't have to go and watch them, but even just telling other folk about it, passing the word on sometimes is enough to, to get other people to come or you know, if you just if you just like football, that's what it is. It's it's yeah. an extra football match at the end of the day. Um, you know, it's not the kind of like or oh, we need to virtue signal because you know we need to be seen to be supporting the women's game. At the end of the day, they're footballers on a pitch 
playing a game and it's worth going to see. Right. The, and I mean, and then we like for, for me as well on on here we we talk about like mental health and and, and, and awareness and how, and whatnot. And we've always said that football brings um, mental health together hand in hand in a good way because if you are feeling down, you're feeling rubbish. So like you said, even if you don't support Kilmarnock, you, you just want to go and do something and. Yeah. Say 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 you're not like particularly a football fan as such, but you don't mind football. See if you're wanting to support your local team, and you want to put money towards a good cause. Yeah, put it towards your local your local team, uh, whether that be the men's team or the ladies' team, um, as well. And not just that, you you'll go there, and there'll be people there like you and me, like Claire, you know, other people that that will just have a chat. Um, as well, so when I won the raffle, which is the game when I won the same ball, it was a certain Zach Hemming that happened to be there and drew the raffles. Yeah. So, you know, he's coming along to to see the game. And it's, I mean, as it's just supporting your local club, um, like on Friday, uh, you know, I was working to four o'clock. If I'd been able to finish at two, I would have went down and seen the, the under 18s beating Rangers. Yeah. Just uh, Certainly, the women's games is it's just a nice place to to be on a Sunday afternoon. It's almost like a wee family. I mean, I didn't know Claire or Gemma really, other than names on the you know the eighteen sixty nine fan page on Facebook, or, or like through stuff to do with the Kelly Trust, um, you know. And now we see each other in the the men's game or the women's game and say hello. We have a chat, and it's just really. It's just, it's just really refreshing, uh, especially after lockdown as well. It's good to see there's new things to do rather than just go yeah. and see Kilmarnock on a Saturday. I just really appreciate, you know, being able to go out and and the thing, you know, if you if you if you can't afford to go to the men's game, it's just a donation to get into the women's game. It's a game of football. All right, the pie huts and stuff aren't open. You can go to the hotel, get yourself a take a week. You're still getting rugby park experience as well. You're still and getting football, the rugby park experience. That's that. Introduce youngsters, you know, boys, boys and girls. You know, their their mums and dads will take them along. Whether that's to see their big sister or their big cousin or, or whatever, or just you know a friend of the family, or it's it's just really really positive. And it's, like I said, you're going to get far far more goals than you do in the men's game because they're just they're just willing to take you know a shot from twenty five yards out. It's just, uh, I've got a long shot of a plan here, Kevin, and this sounds good. They should stop playing on a Sunday, right? And they should play on a Saturday after the men's game. That so if we if Kilmarnock have lost, then the fans will stay in and watch the women. That's a great <laughs> idea, but can I have one caveat? Summer football. Because if I'm going to be at rugby park for like six hours, <laughs> I want to be warm and dry. But you guarantee the you'll be guaranteed a win probably in the in the next game. So you kind of you know, and 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 the main thing to do with that is the women get the coverage because they got a lot of fans. But in all seriousness, though, um, yeah, fans, if you do need a pick me up um, after a bad Saturday like yesterday, or like the Inverness or Rafe game, or even if you're on a high after a win, just go along if they're playing at Rugby Park. Um, if they're not too far away, go and travel with a friend to an away game. Just shout the word out, really. That's, that's what I would agree, Kevin. Yeah, no pressure on them to win in the 21st now that you said if you need a pick me up. But um, again, just a shout out to the, you know, I think there's probably about 
what, 20, 20 odd of us that have sponsored Lisa Swanson, uh, Dana Baird, and uh, Kirsty Monroe um, for the season. And just, you know, there, there is a way to, you know, if you don't have a lot of money and you feel like you want to do something, a kind of cooperative sponsorship to, you know, feel that you're, you're making a difference. Um, obviously, the Kelly Trust has sponsored Rebecca Galt as well. So, you know, there's ways to support um, the team that doesn't cost a lot of money. And, you know, but more than that, just come along and uh, cheer them on to yet another victory and just come and appreciate that it's a really good level of football. And I, I can't say enough about it, that it's just a really good thing to come and watch. Yeah. No, I mean, th- thanks for sharing your thoughts there, Kevin, on on the on the ladies' side uh, as well as obviously everything else tonight. Um, but especially for the ladies, because there isn't enough coverage out there um, in the media, as um, we've mentioned. And having spoken to Andy um, last week, um, which was great, you know, to get his insight on what what well, not last week, so two weeks ago, on what went on and what his role was. You know, it was good to see. Um, there's a bit more coverage in that and hopefully um, you know I'll be looking to get the three players that we've sponsored on here uh, one week um, if they want to as well just to talk about their experiences and, and whatnot. so we'll maybe have to arrange that and get sort of a nice uh, group chat on one Sunday Yeah and um, I had a letter in the local paper this week kind of highlighting what the, the women's team are doing and, and yeah. asking them that you know uh, is there something they could give some kind of regular coverage to, even if it's just printing the results or, you know, a couple of match photos or something like that, it would be great. Because that's how, pe- that's how people find out, is by media, whether it's on here, whether it's in the paper, like on a website, that's what I mean. I think there needs to be more done, and I did see a letter there, Kevin, so it was uh, good to see um, that, that that was in there, and it was also published, you know, sometimes you, you probably wouldn't have thought that would have got published, but it's good to see they've took a bit of recognition from that, so... Well, on to bigger and better things for them, hopefully, and I'm fully yeah. well because they are putting on a performance every week. You know, I haven't I haven't seen them play a a, black, a bad game yet, and even when they were losing to Queens Park, you just felt that they were going to turn it around, and and they did. So, uh, yeah, no, big big. Well, Kevin, that's that's uh, me. I'm going to wrap it up now. Um, it's been a great chat talking all things Shrewsbury, Kilmarnock, and obviously the ladies as well. Um, thanks for being on. I'm definitely yeah, going to have you on again. Really appreciate it, and I've enjoyed it. And hopefully, I haven't talked too much rubbish. <laughs> no, this is see see this this for me. This is this is just all about being chilled out, as if you're in the front room just chatting to your pal. Um, this, this, you know, I, I'm the, I'm the um, king of chatting rubbish. Hence why I'm doing this. So don't you worry about that, Kevin. But no, it's been a pleasure having you. Um, yep. And I'll hopefully see you soon at a game. Definitely. All right. All the best. Right, take care, pal. Bye bye. Well, thanks to uh, Kevin now who gave us a big insight on um, what he's been doing for the ladies team, but also his thoughts on Kilmarnock this season, and also his first experience as a Shrewsbury Town uh, fan uh, after today's massive 5-1 win against Stratford. So well done to Shrewsbury this weekend. Um, Certainly polished my weekend off nicely watching that, Uh, and then I got to tuck into a great steak pie, so what a Sunday that was. Um, And 
hopefully you've enjoyed the lesson tonight. Hopefully I'm rambling on too much. If you do want to uh, listen back, this will be uh, live on Twitter. Um, it will also be on our YouTube channel. Please make sure you like and subscribe uh, and follow all the videos on there. You can also catch up on previous videos from the previous 16 weeks as well. Uh, also at the top there, you can see, uh, go along there, we've got Spotify, SoundCloud as well, and on Anchor, which is the uh, podcast where it'll be loaded up on. And in the bottom corner there, on the bottom right of your screen, Fan Hub, that's where that'll be loaded up. So if you come on at Fans, you can't get that because it's only for Premier League clubs, but you'll be on that for next season. I'll be promoting that for you. For Shrewsbury fans, you know about that already, Fan Hub. If you don't, I'll be sharing the link. I've got five golden tickets to skip the queue. You can get on there. It's all fan content. Get the predictions. Um, you, you know, the top three each month also win free tickets uh, for a game as well. So it's not just about putting your lineups on there and, and whatnot. Um, there's a lot more to it. There's a lot more fan content, a lot more fan podcasts as well you can look at. So, you know, you can see who is, uh, what, what, what fans are talking about, you know, for the opposition um, in the weeks coming up. Um, so it's always good to have a look at that as well. But for now, thanks very much. And we'll see you next week for episode 18.